it's true. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, back what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, welcome back to episode six, right? Yes, it is. Episode six of the Drake and Josh podcast. Um, Drake was not 16 minutes late this time. 25. 25. 25 minutes late. Uh, I would have been about 20 minutes late, but then I got stuck behind a garbage truck, and then I got stuck behind uh, a bus for an old folks home, and then in the back roads coming here, I got stuck behind a Lowe's truck. So I would have been 20 minutes late, but instead I was 25 minutes late. So I still would have been late. And I heard on the radio they were coordinating. They're saying, "Are you sure he's coming down this road here? We're gonna <laughs> gotta get the old person van. <laughs> get the granny in the bus. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta meet him." Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Exactly. Um, what are we talking about today, uh, Drake? Well, first, did you come up with a better name for the podcast? Did you work on that? Or are we still Drake and Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're supposed to talk about that. Um, I mean, we should probably. We should, that's one of those things. Next week. Well, well we should probably do that at some point. <laughs> Next we'll, week, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Yeah, sometime. Uh, we, could, we, could, we, could, we could do. Uh, Josh and Drake? Josh and. Mm, we'll stick with it for this week it's kind of like a kind of like a chinese knockoff thing no offense to the chinese but it's like the stereotypical chinese knockoff or a counterfeit it's a counterfeit exactly counterfeit rolex exactly exactly um yeah my 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 brain is so literal that when i i hear the word counterfeit it's like okay i i i I see like a fit person and then then that person like attacking and the person's like countering it you know it's a counter countering the fit person you know Uh, i was thinking more like um like a granite countertop with abs or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> a granite countertop with abs. That's amazing. The counterfeit. The counterfeit. That's perfect. That's not what we're supposed to be talking about today, but that's okay. <laughs> Just getting the clarity. <laughs> the clarity rolling in. Exactly. Our exactly. Brains. You know, we're working. You know, we're enjoying the moment. Right. Um, you know, presence. Being present. Exactly. Uh, you know, being just being happy. Uh, I'm sure defining success also fits in there at some point. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, um, exactly. Actually, <laughs> never mind. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so we have like a, a large list of things to talk about. So it might be. I four things. Four things. Okay, yeah. I have, I have like six. It's a pretty large list. Um, but they're, they're not quite as as interconnected as they usually are, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but one thing, like just the general theme, I guess, is mm. clarity and like knowing what you want out of out of life and out of yourself. And mm. that's like a lot easier. It's a lot easier said than done. Like it's kind of it's kind of quite difficult actually to figure out. Mm-hmm. what exactly you want and it's at definitely f- something i'm still working on at first glance it kind of kind of feel like you almost fall into it you know right like it's almost like like you stumble upon it as you're progressing through life you know um but i mean i i definitely would say because like things like happiness uh mental clarity a lot of these things can come down to you know being centered and and not getting caught up in like either beating yourself up over the past or maybe getting too caught up in the future, um, but enjoying, I mean, you know, on the happiness side, it's enjoying the present, but on the productivity side, mental clarity side, it's okay, well, what's my next step? What's my next five steps? Um, kind of a hint of the one book that I'm reading, or what, I know I already, I already read it. It's not your next five books. You read it or you listened to it? Listen to it. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, it's just easier, easier just to say one thing. You know? Right, right, so, right. So I, I choose to lie. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. 
Um, but so uh, what would you like to start with? I mean, you, you talked about mental clarity and um, that's been something that we we both have had to really work for and figure out in our own different ways. And it's, it's like a, a constantly shifting thing. Um, one thing that helps for me is like just being out being out in nature with a notebook or something like I I know that the day that I graduated high school the second I got home it was like a really beautiful day out um, not the day that I graduated but like the last day of high school um, I came home grabbed a notebook I, I you know I used to live in the woods so I just walked down to the the river or stream found like a huge rock and just sat on this rock for a couple hours just like writing in this notebook figuring out all the cool stuff I was gonna do it's hilarious to like look back at all the plans and goals I had and just be like oh well I'm 19 but I'm not a billionaire yet (laughs) (laughs) what's up with that (laughs) felt myself felt myself on that one um I I totally but you know a lot of unexpected stuff has happened since then I mean when I graduated I'd never never really played guitar before like I didn't start playing guitar until yeah. the week after I graduated actually and that completely shifted the trajectory of everything that I was working on and actually gave me something that is, is sort of like the first thing that I've been able to maintain a passion about for a mm. long period of time even though it's not something I want to do super professionally like that's the first thing that like, I had all these interests and we talked about interests like fading in and out and and your why changing and whatever but I had these like Oh, I want to want to work on, um, want to work on, uh, <laughs> you know, skateboards or longboards, or we were gonna make a tech company. Like all these ideas that would yeah. that would come up, and you'd you'd stick with them, and it'd be like your total focus for me at least, my total focus for a certain period of time. Where like oh, I'm starting an online jewelry business. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. No, I, re- um, I remember that for sure. Yeah, where like I had a bunch of different like pieces of Chinese like crap jewelry, but they were all in different like animals like I had little elephant earrings and and for every pair that someone bought they would uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started that I was like, I was like is this thing moving um for every pair that someone would buy I would donate like uh, a dollar to save the elephants or something that didn't actually work because no one bought anything but that was the idea no elephants were saved no elephants were saved exactly um but you know you can have clarity in one moment in your life mm-hmm. and then the next day be like, wait, why was I doing that? Yeah, 100%. Like feel like you're 100% clear on things. But I think that the important thing is just to continue to to take action on that clarity because I know people who have ideas sort of of what they want to do, but they can't take action until they're 100% certain and then action doesn't really happen because it's hard to be it's hard to be 100% certain or even if you think you're 100% certain to then like really, 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 really know what you're doing. And I think a lot of life, at least when you're young, is not knowing what you're doing and just doing, like mm-hmm. not making stupid decisions, but just if you have an idea for something or, or a, a, some desire arises to like do something or make something or go somewhere or do whatever it's like how many how many 40 year olds do you know that spontaneously decide to you know drive four hours to maryland with their friend for a day like Mm -hmm. that's not something that 40 year olds do but that's something that teenagers do and i'm Mm -hmm. thinking like why like why why do older people lack that 
sort of spontaneity or ability to just mm-hmm. pivot so quickly. And it's definitely something that I've experienced with, with older people, like looking, looking, I don't know, looking down on me or whatever about my like the speed at which I go through ideas Mm -hmm. because I mean I'm just I'm just like throwing spaghetti throwing noodles at the wall and seeing which ones are gonna stick you know yeah absolutely and and most of them don't you know most most of my noodles are just floppy and they just fall off the wall (laughs) and you know like I it doesn't really upset me that much salting your water (laughs) (laughs) I probably should be salting my water a little bit more um but I don't know ultimately where I'm going with this but I guess clarity is just it's something that comes and goes and while you have it it's important to act on it because you're not always going to have that that clarity um and then figuring out how to like re rediscover it and there are definitely techniques to like that that's absolutely something you can work on finding your why and your purpose is a little bit more difficult than finding clarity because you don't need purpose to have clarity mm-hmm. you don't need to know the grand plan in order to know what your next steps need to be to move forward in your in your life you You might want you might need to have purpose in order to want to have clarity though it's like oh man like i need to i like so many things going on in my mind right now you know like of how to how to accomplish this or just you know what to you know like what do i what do i need to do right now so many different options you know but like figuring out like what you need to do and just seeing it clearly you know i mean i mean it's it's in the name right clarity having 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 a clear mind and not being surrounded by all this this stress and um, oh, I should probably put the timer on. Um, not being surrounded by all the stress and all the different options and yeah, I could just weird flex, bro. <laughs> oh my god, this 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 man over here with his Apple Watch. Oh my goodness, he had um, he had a this is total divergence, but we're we're, we're doubling down on it. The freaking... He had a he had a. Um, what simple what is it called uh, light phone light phone essentially like you, you couldn't even receive like links from android phones he um you couldn't like get pictures or anything or what i don't know what it was yeah so it's it's basically like if you have a kindle paperwhite it's, it's essentially like a kindle paperwhite type e-ink screen so the only thing it does is like, you can load podcasts on it from the website like, if you're on your computer you can load podcasts but the point is is that you are eliminating all the distraction with that totally and now he's back to a you know smartphone and yeah. apple watch and so he's just like going the other way but for for research purposes though you're gotta get both spectrums anyways back to mental clarity because i mean hey that that has to do with mental clarity right? i mean yeah because that was like, i mean that was something that i was like really purposeful and, and really trying to like remove my mm. distractions so that when i'm out and about nobody can get a hold of me and whatever and, and that was like good for for that period of time but then now i'm in a position where i'm like trying to start a business and people are trying to send me links and stuff and the way it works is like my my old apple iphone that was connected to my my old number um if someone with an iPhone would text me, the text would come through my iPhone. But if someone with an Android would text me, it would come through my light phone. So it was like super confusing because text would come through different phones, even though the iPhone wasn't linked to service. But it made it so if someone with an Android wanted to like talk to me, it was super inconvenient or send me links or whatever. I couldn't open them and there was no way to like get those links onto a web-based thing so I could open them. So I was like, okay, this is really going to turn into a hindrance. So yeah. The age of the light phone has has come to an end, at least for now. Um, I'm sure it'll be useful again in the future, but for now, I'm going to be, you know, a douchebag with an Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. 
how would you define or how would you describe a state of mental clarity for you? Just think, thinking of a time where you've felt that way. I have definitely experienced some extraordinary, like extraordinary or extraordinarily clear periods in my life. Um, not super recently, but it for me, it always happens. And this is like such a hard thing to explain, I guess, because it's not something that everybody has access to. But when I've gone away for a long period of time, like gone and lived in the woods for three months, backpacking and stuff like that, being removed from everything for that amount of time just gives you so much time to figure your shit out. And coming out of an experience like that is one of the most motivating things because you've had months to figure out exactly what you need to be doing. And so I, I spent a while with just these like periods of time where I, I had experiences that I would go and be a part of this experience and come back from it with an extraordinary amount of clarity. And that clarity would like last me until the next experience. And then mm -hmm. I'd go away and like figure my, my stuff out and come back and, and be ready and be ready to get at it again. But the last time I did a long trip like that was two years ago, um, just about to the day. Um, well, I would have been there two years ago living on a boat for like three months. And with that, and it's like such an unrelatable thing. Like most people don't get to live on a boat for three months, but I'm privileged. So I got to, um, and it, it was awesome. But the sentiment there is like removing yourself from your environment, removing yourself from all the distractions that you currently have is a really good way to like reevaluate what what is actually important to you and, and reevaluate where your motivations are coming from. Mm -hmm. So the two two most heightened periods of clarity I've had are, are when I just left everything for, for months at a time. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's not um, the best strategy for con for continual productivity in one direction. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's st it's still really useful. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing something this week tomorrow actually six a.m. getting on a flight to Mexico because I was chilling, looking on Airbnb, thinking about going to maybe like Philly for a couple days, clear my head, you know, work on some stuff, do the Jordan B. Peterson self-authoring program, mm -hmm. and. I basically saw that there was like a diving thing in Mexico. So I was like, oh, I'll go to Mexico. And then my friend was going to come. My brother was going to come. And then I don't think anyone's coming anymore. So I'm just going to Mexico for a week by myself. And I'm, yeah. I'm just going to like get like it's exactly what we're talking about. So it'll be a good yeah. next episode maybe to discuss that. But just to take a week and find clarity because it does take time. Like if you if you remove yourself, removing yourself for a day or something can be useful to like sort of recenter yourself a little bit, but it definitely takes a longer period of time to really disconnect from everything. And then, um, like I, I was trying, I remember we, we talked a couple months ago about how I had all these different things I was a part of and wanting to, and I, my strategy was to like figure out what I needed to remove, but then I'd heard someone talking about it and they're like, that's not the right, the strategy is to, get get rid of everything that you have going on yeah, and build up from zero mm -hmm. and so that's what happens when you like truly remove yourself for an extended period of time is that you remove like you pull yourself out of all of your commitments so for me it was like i was in martial arts and i was uh working as a you know working uh, doing you know in a flooring warehouse and music and school and this and that and this was 
a school thing, but still I was like able to remove myself from everything that made me comfortable and everything I was used to. And then coming back from that, I had this, I was just in such a clear state of like what I actually wanted and what you miss. Cause that's one thing you'll notice like when you get rid of something, you get rid of a lot of things at once you typically realize that you didn't need most of them mm-hmm. in the first place. And it's, yeah. it's a really great way to figure out what, how, how to structure things going back into life. So it's not realistic for everybody, but just going away for a long period of time. And it's something I've been trying to do for the past year. And I keep failing. Like I tried to go to Madagascar and that's why I was, I was like saving up as a roofer to go to Madagascar for three months to volunteer. And that was going to be, my like way of just getting away from everything and mm-hmm. just like figuring figuring stuff out and you know helping it was like a brain biology thing um and then that didn't work out because i couldn't get like to COVID. I was like, I'm thailand for three months and i was like my plan there was just to go and literally to just like sh- like spend time outside and just play guitar and pra- like practice guitar and i was just my my goal was to go there and write out an album mm-hmm. and just like be as great of a guitar player as I possibly could and spend time in nature. And like, I was trying to remove myself from everything. Like I didn't want anyone to come along with me. I wanted to just have my light phone, like Mm -hmm. get off social media, like be completely by myself. So like isolation, not doesn't necessarily have to be isolation, but isolation from everything familiar is Mm -hmm. such a good way to find clarity. Like I will not find clarity if I sit down at a notebook or sit down at a notebook. If I sit down with a notebook, like on the the corner of my bed to like write something like I'm around everything that's familiar. So even just getting away from that a little bit, like going going to the Columbia, you know, Chickies Rock area or whatever and just walking off the trail and finding mm-hmm. a rock and just sitting down and like putting myself in that situation. So I, I guess I don't know, I've been kind of rambling, but for me, and I'll mm-hmm. ask you about, you know, what what works for you. For me, it's it's removing myself. And like the longer period of time you can remove yourself from everything, the deeper sense of clarity and like readjustment you can have so i'm sure taking a week and going to mexico i'm not going to figure my entire life out in that period of time but i i have certain things i want to do while i'm there the the jordan peterson self-authoring program and just reading and just spending time outside and just figuring out how i want to move forward in the next chapter in my life because i have a lot of big decisions to make and if i'm going to commit to to this this company i'm trying to start it's going to take a lot of work and then make sure that that's like 100 percent what i need Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nice clarity, figuring shit out. It, I think it comes down to removing yourself from your environment, and and the longer the longer the better, and just not only your environment but the people that you're surrounded with. I mean, it's a really good way to tell who you're supposed to be friends with, who who you're not supposed to be friends with. Like you'll you'll go away and you'll realize you miss certain people and realize that you're really happy not having to deal with other certain people. And that's a really telling thing. And it's hard to figure that out when you are surrounded by those people all the time. And I I, I would, yeah. So mental clarity, removing yourself from your situation, putting yourself in somewhere in an entirely unfamiliar territory with unfamiliar people or by yourself. Um, and just giving yourself time to be quiet and thoughtful and mindful. And that's something that's very difficult nowadays because there's so many things to distract you. And yeah. any any moment that, that there's like nothing going on, just like 
pull out your phone or whatever. Um, and there's definitely, it's hard to operate in today's society without having all of those things that you're attached to constantly. But it's also really hard to balance that and, and control that urge. Like if that was the whole thing with the life phone is there was nothing to do on it. Like if I was out and I didn't have anything to do, I just sat there and I had to think. Whereas, you know, because cause what, what am I going to do? Like open it up. There's nothing. I can't search the internet. I can't check Instagram. I can't. There's nothing to do on it, which was really nice, but also it made it difficult for other reasons. Um, anyways, so do you have any thoughts on, on that? And then yes. and then what what for you works for sort of for figuring out clarity? So I think it was great because you gave a lot of context on what specifically works for you and kind of like how that feels because there might be some people that that maybe haven't consciously defined what that means for them and so they kind of understand more maybe generally or in more um uh, just a non-specific way of, of kind of what that is for them and 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 also you know not everyone's trying to start a company you know but so just having the mental clarity to be able to understand like okay you know how how do I want to act? You know, when I'm at work. You know, how do I deal with this current job? You know, like this relationship this is that's kind of toxic right now. You know, being able to look at that objectively and say, you know, is this something that I want to put time into and work out? Is there some sort of misunderstanding? What can I improve to maybe improve this relationship? Um, or is this something I need to exit from? And but you know, something like that. And it's, so I mean, the point is that it's it's all sorts of contexts and also all sorts of scales. Of problems right but like you said being able to remove yourself from that situation and physically removing yourself is a great way like you, you talked about um, and in, in other cases if you don't have a weak stretch of time although like you're, you're saying a prolonged period where you can really really disconnect yourself from your habits especially because those habits kind of pull you back into the association of your life the day-to-day the kind of the, that mindset right it's very easy to just kind of autopilot into your, your um, your daily activities by having a, a pattern interrupt is, is what um, what I would call that is having a pattern interrupt to be able to get you out of that loop and kind of the what we, um, we've talked about before of, of kind of drifting a bit you know get you you know break you out of that loop and then being able to take a step back mentally and look at your problems you know kind of in this this map you can right. even be like productively drifting, like doing things yeah. that that are genuinely productive and making progress in areas. But mm-hmm. if you're making progress in areas that aren't ultimately getting you where you're going. So that's mm-hmm. another thing with like the clarity is is figuring out where like what do you actually want out of life? Like for me, if I had a Koenigsegg, that would be sick. A two million dollar car, by the way. Koenigsegg Regera <laughs> hybrid. What the, is that some kind of vegetable? Or a Ford, <laughs> Ford like GZ. Like, like, oh my gosh. Can't even imagine. If that's what I got to drive every day, fantastic. But, like, what do I really want, though? And what I want is the ability to be free. Like, I, I talked, we talked a little bit about this before, but, like, this past week, like, I don't, I don't have a full-time job right now. Mm. And, I, I mean, I worked all like last year for six months as a roofer and I was able to save up enough. And so I haven't had to work any sort of like full-time thing. So I was able to, like I had this impulse, like I should go to Mexico next week. So that's what I'm going to go do. And I'm really excited for that. And I'm like, that's the kind of lifestyle I want to be able to live is a lifestyle of 
freedom and that's what success means to me and so that's what i need to be focusing on like if i'm looking at something is this going to give me that ability mm-hmm. so with the company that i'm working on right now I'm like okay, if, if this takes off like it's obviously it's going to take a lot of work to get it to that point but if it does i can be set up for the rest of my life and, and, and be able to live this life of freedom and experience and um like like Elon Musk wouldn't really be able to just go to Madagascar for three months and and dive with whales or whatever mm-hmm. and just do that. Like he, so many so many obligations that 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 guy has that going away for three months would crush what he's working on. So I, when I'm looking at Elon Musk, I'm like, wow, I wish I was like that. I'm like, wait, do I really though? Like, mm-hmm. I admire a lot of things about him, but he hasn't gone on a vacation in ten years. That doesn't sound that fun. Like, like I like being but able also, to explore. Yeah, different, different, different people. people. So, so you're, you're, you're talking, talking about, you know, potentially, potentially modeling someone, someone, which is great. Yeah. Um, freedom, for instance, might not be somebody else's main priority. You know, and so, so like, like when it was, it was really great when you talked about the whole the whole Koenigsegg thing because you can, um, you can. There's a lot of different things that could potentially achieve for you. So you could get a lot of significance for that, like a prestige feeling, like you have you have something that other people might covet. Or that kind of puts you in some place in that sort of uh, like financial or like sort of monetary, like socioeconomic ladder type thing. And that's what that means for you. So that makes you feel, you know, feel more powerful. Um, but you talk about the feeling of freedom is the most important thing, right? So, okay, that, that changes things completely. Like if I was driving to spend 12 hours a day in boardroom meetings in a Koenigsegg, not worth it. Right, like that's not what I, I mm. like. the The car would be sick, but if you're spending twelve hours a day in, in boardroom meetings, I mean, I'm I'm not an expert in business, but from the books that I've read, I feel like that's not a great structure. But if, I think you, I think you know I what I mean. You know, I know like like if I was, if I had to be an accountant, but in exchange I got to have a Koenigsegg, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I can travel the world and and work on all these different projects and whatever, and it's not like I don't want to be a nomad. Like I don't want to just, um wander forever but giving myself the ability to wander i feel like it creates such a sense of clarity coming back to it so if it's like if it's every you know out of every four months i spend a month away doing something and and just freedom like i i'm seeing like i want to run a marathon but i don't want to run like the york marathon so I was like looking up different marathons, like oh, there's the Petra Marathon in Jordan, or there's so the, extra. There's the. Uh, there's, I don't want to just run any marathon. Okay, the, I need to be running across the volcano while it's The Icelandic <laughs> volcano marathon, but stuff like that. Like I look at that and I'm like, okay, that would be a sick marathon to run, but like I don't have the money to do that. Yeah. So that's that's where I want to get in my life, where when I see an opportunity, mm-hmm. I can just jump on it because yeah. I know my attention is fleeting. Like. It goes, it comes and goes very quickly with a lot of different things. So being able to, like we, we talked a little bit before this about like, do you structure, do you structure your life around your personality or do you restructure your personality to fit the life that you think that you want? Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's like, I know that my attention is just like, like, like a dog, like a squirrel, like, you know, like, like that's, that's mm. how I am. And so I've been struggling a lot trying to like get rid of that way of like moving through the world. But I realize like when I'm able to act on those things, it genuinely makes me happy. Like when I'm able to just have that like Mexico, oh, I'm going to go there. And like I can't do that. Like I haven't been able to go somewhere for an extent. Like I went to Florida for a little bit, um, but that was like an $80 plane ticket. And I was staying with my friends. Like that was still really fun. Mm-hmm. But um, 
like being able to capitalize on my own lack of an attention span for things or my own just like interest in in like going and doing something like if i want something yeah. i want it now and i want to just but you, you also you've also identified these things about yourself right most likely in in states of clarity and so when you when you take a break when you get that pattern interrupt and then remove yourself and, and you know ideally physically remove yourself from your surroundings for you know, a long period of time if you can maybe a long weekend you know it could, if, if it's like three days or maybe you decide to go to the like, you, you know, you're not one to really frequent the, the library, for instance. I'm trying to give smaller examples here where, you know, maybe you say, hey, for the next three days, I'm going to go to the library, you know, for X amount of hours. And I'm just going to sit there and I'm going to just kind of think about my life and just relax or, you know, whatever. You, you, know, right. you go camping someplace where, the, you know, it's kind of like low budget or. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one day I just like drove is actually Fourth of July. I spent alone. I just drove to Ocean City. And I just sat on the beach and like played guitar and then went in my like it was a moment of clarity, but it was like super miserable because I found a bunch of clarity about things I didn't want to find clarity <laughs> about. Um, and so then I went and like I literally was like, like <laughs> it was like Fourth of July and I was there alone on the beach playing guitar and then I was like sitting in my car just like crying about this thing that I was like shit I gotta like do this unpleasant yeah. thing like so that was clarity but honestly like miserable mm. like but sometimes that's what you need like you need to just. Take that time to just set down your phone and just not have your family distract you. Or, like, that's another thing. I'm like really focused working on something. My dad's like, Drake, I need you to come take the trash out or like walk the dogs. <laughs> I'm like, shit, like, I was in this, like, I was in the zone. Now I gotta like, yeah. go do this other thing. Yeah. So, just, I don't know, getting yourself, getting, getting yourself out there. For, for you, what works best? Um, so, so first, first sir, I, I will answer that question. question. Okay. okay, I want to get through the things that I thought about <laughs> what you were saying. All right, all right. All okay, right. So, so with clarity, right, and this you kind of did this without even really realizing, but I'm kind of like distilling this down, how it's a template that people can use, and also a template that I use for myself, because if you can reproduce this consistently and also intentionally, right, then that's ideal, rather than just saying like, okay, it comes and goes, you know, and you want to capitalize on it, absolutely, but for me, I love systematizing things and writing it down and figuring out like okay what am i feeling in this state how do i how did i get here what are the different you know important things that led me to it for you you've, you've established a lot of what works for you which is fantastic so you know you achieve that sense of clarity and then like what do you do then you know um you kind of talked about a little bit of what you wanted and then you talked about why you wanted it and then you also talked about how you want to get there right and so identifying those things of uh, like while you're in that sense of clarity of then okay like i have all these things that i'm doing right now in my life you know not all of these things are serving me right now right maybe 10 percent of it is actually serving you right so being able to have the mental clarity to, 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 to step back right even even if it's for a few hours because for me personally i do not go out and this is this is bridging into your question i do not go out on long vacations in fact i get so ridiculously antsy on family vacations for instance because um, even back in, in high school, I remember, um, like, I'd go out, um, you know, to the beach with my with my family. And then I'd, I'd get this, like, feeling in the back of my mind. I'd be like, okay, i got to work on coursework. i got to work on coursework, you know. Like, i gotta, I got to get, get back to it, you know. And it's been the same thing of, like, in the back of my head, if I'm going and doing something for a really long time, it's difficult for me to maintain that for days, right? Because in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, i got to make progress on something, you know. And, and so, so for me, me taking less prolonged periods of time 
works better and more so getting really deep for even like 15 minutes, right? Where I can, if I shut my, shut everything off, removing myself from it, and also just kind of accepting where I'm at, not, you know, not beating myself about, about anything, but taking a step back, it's kind of almost like a spiritual practice, right? And I used to be like, like very much, not against meditation, but I was like, okay, okay that, that might work for some people. Buddhists, man, <laughs> can't stand them. Um, um, yeah, yeah but, but that, like the whole, but I've, I've recently very much been getting into the whole quieting your mind type thing, and that's kind of what this this clarity thing is about. But quieting my mind and really thinking of what I want, but not necessarily like because I. So are you quieting your mind or are you quieting your distractions then? Um, quieting my mind for sure. Right, because I can, you can do it like like I, I can definitely do that with my. There, there's been times where I haven't turned my phone off, and like the distractions are there, right? But just like I'm, I'm kind of saying, I'm prioritizing something else right now, and I'm detaching myself from everything, right? It's almost like a, like a like a like a minor out of body experience where you're trying to like be like, okay, I'm, I'm disconnecting from my present right now, so I can look at everything that I want. Right, everything that's pulling me right now, different different obligations, you know. Like, and I, I just did this this recently, where um, where I was, um, you know, my day to day, I wasn't really enjoying it a whole lot. I was, you know, going to you know go to work, and you know, I'm, I'm going on 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 you know dates with a particular person, and I just kind of step back and I'm like, I'm doing a lot of busy work, and I feel like I'm kind of checking some boxes, but I'm not actually progressing where I want to go. Right. So what needs to go? What do I need to keep? Right. And I think those very important questions are important to ask yourself in those moments of clarity where you're digging, you're trying to figure out kind of what you really want out of life so that you can have the clarity and you can shave off all the crap. Right. Because as you as you go through life, you know, especially if you live with your parents, you know, or if you have, you know, friends, you know, you might you might acquire a priority from someone else. Where they say, hey, this is really important for me. You, you show them, like attend to this, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're you're doing whatever activity with them. And that could be totally fine, but if that's not a part of your priorities, if it doesn't fill you up, then that's might be something that can that needs to go. That's not that's not that didn't come from you, you know. So that's that's kind of like a little bit about what I do for clarity myself, and I've definitely found that it's very easy for me to be to to try to find that deep sense of clarity, or be very introspective, but when it comes to like quieting my mind and not maybe, I think a lot of people have a, have a tendency to maybe like beat themselves up or, or kind of in, in think introspectively and be like, oh man, I did this, this, this is my past, you know, and I like freaking suck, I'm a you know, shitty person. You know, but it's not about that. Right. You need to, you're, you're disconnecting yourself from that emotional aspect as well. And it's just like the state of acceptance and where you're not attached, you know, that's, that's like a, as best as I can, I can explain it for myself is right. like you're detaching yourself from all of it. And you do that physically, right? Where you remove yourself from that situation, but I definitely like the removing yourself from the habits. Right. And I did that, um, like that kind of interrupt thing with, um, like video games, you know, video games was a really big part of my life for a long time. And I needed to do one of those pattern interrupts. So I drove my computer to a friend's house that I don't go to a whole lot. And so that computer is there and I play video games, you know, very, very, very infrequently now, you know, like, you know, almost not at all. So that's something that helped me a lot. Um, what about, what about maintaining, you might not be a, a great person to ask about this or maybe the perfect person to ask, 
But when you have that clarity, you want to have that moment and then you want to translate that into actually following through, right? Because you, you have an idea then you formulate that plan. You say, okay, this is what I want. This is why I want it. This is how I'm going to get there. Then now it's time for execution and not getting distracted, right? So how do you, how do you now maintain that and actually carry on with, with what you kind of got clarity on? Right. Um, as you were asking that question, I was kind of thinking about things and realized like one of the things that I've followed through with the most would be learning how to play guitar. And it never, like there's definitely been strategy involved in it, but it Mm -hmm. usually is just that I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I continue to improve and I like continue to experiment and get better and, or experiment and get better. And, um, I never like, I mean, I've sat down and been like, oh, I need to practice this amount or whatever, but I've never really stuck to that. It's just been a natural thing of like, mm-hmm. I just want to make progress. And so I continue to make progress and I don't have to think about it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely comes and goes. Like I'll have a, a day where I don't play or anything like that. But I mean, most days I, I play and, and write new stuff. And um, that's something I was thinking about is that like in terms of all the things that I've tried to maintain, that is that is the one I've done the best at, and it has not taken like much discipline to maintain. It's, Do you think that's become part of your identity? Because we kind of talked about that in what, like finding your why. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And um, you're so you're kind of maintaining that identity just passively, which makes a lot of sense. Like for me, for instance, like some people have to kick themselves in the butt like so much to get themselves to work out. For me, it's a reward, you know? That's one of the reasons why, like, I've gone through periods of working out in the morning or in the evening. Like, and I'll, I'll wake up at 4.30, you know, like, this is, I'm, and this is this is just saying, like, what the, what the day would look like. You know, like, wake up at 4.30 in the morning and then um, spend, you know, like, the first hour either um, basically doing, like, some minor activity just to get my blood going. And then coming right down here to, to the studio area and then um, watching something that's going to feed my mind. And think about meals for the rest of the day, and then preparing all that before. Ty Lopez videos or something. Yeah, Ty Lopez. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All exclusively Ty Lopez and Grant Cardone, of course. No, that's a that's a joke. Um, and then so working specifically on like my my side business, and then getting for work, working until like seven seven thirty, and then I'm like, okay, did all that. My now my personal reward is to go work out for an hour an hour and a half. You know, um, so that's because it's part of my identity, you know, and like I, I work out and that's just what works for me. You know, it's that's not funny because it's definitely like, it's, it's something I have to kick myself to do. Like yeah. I'll get to the end of the day and be like, okay, like I have an hour before it gets dark. If I'm going to run, I need to run now because I know I'm not going to run in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a little smoother than that. Like sometimes I really want it, but that's definitely something that I have to consciously push myself to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's because, I mean, being in shape is, is definitely a part of my identity. Like if I, if I, um, all of a sudden realized I was super out of shape, like that would, I would have an identity crisis or something. But I know my, my brother's posted a lot of memes on my Facebook page of like <laughs> a mom gets his, his kid or her kid, a, <laughs> uh, a guitar. And the, the little kid's like, this will be my entire identity moving forward. And he's like, <laughs> he posts stuff that. like that to my, my timeline. And I see stuff like that. And honestly, like, I, I'm like, I think I look at guitar players and I think guitar players are cool. And so I want to be cool. So I like playing guitar. So I want to, that's, that's definitely part of my, my identity. And for you, it might be, you look at, 
at bodybuilders and think that for me, I, I don't look at bodybuilders. And I don't think bodybuilders are cool. I think like David Goggins is cool. Mm-hmm. So I think like uh, endurance, endurance athletes are get get really get me going. There's a guy, his name is Chris Harry, Harry, yeah, and he, he might be on steroids. He might might not be, but he is a big like super functional fitness. He's into like I, I'm not personally into CrossFit, but he's in a lot of um, like some some CrossFit movements and then some um, a lot of body weight exercises. And so that to me, um, and he also runs a very successful business. So that to me is like the ideal. I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. You know, I want to look like I, like somebody, like when I, when I think of like how I want to look and kind of some of the motivation behind me working out, and one of the reasons why it's so easy is like I want to be a good example for people. And so I want people to be able to see from the outside at a glance wow, he takes care of his body, you know? I'm not trying to be like, oh my gosh, he's some crazy muscle man. That's like a different level that I'm not trying to achieve, but I want someone to be able to look at me and be like, okay, he's, he's at least disciplined enough to stay consistent with working out, and he takes it seriously, he probably eats really healthy, you know, he does all this stuff, you know? And so that's what I want, like, what I want people to be able to think just by looking at me and, and you know, and then other things like for, um, for being able to speak well, being able to articulate myself and my ideas, you know, you can. So I want people to be people to be able to hear me talk and say, "Wow, okay, so he probably educates himself, you know, very well." And that's not to say like I'm not trying to become a person because I want to pat myself on the back. I want to be able to be that person at this young age to set an example for other people, you know, our age, so that they can they can look at me and be like, wow, okay, so he's, you know, he's really taking life seriously and he's reaping the rewards. That's funny. I want to be like that, you know? So that's kind of like the, the picture that I paint for myself. And part of the identity is that, like, I feel such a, a large pull towards that direction that it's so rewarding for me anytime I work on something like that, you know? And it's a similar thing with this podcast, for instance, you know? Like being articulate and, and doing things that maybe get me a little bit of ex- more exposure so that I can maybe help reach more people and then get feedback from them and then I can kind of figure out, you know, how to how to impact people the most. Like that that is like a huge, huge motivator for me. It's definitely different for me because um, – so you're saying that you are motivated because you want to set an example. Yeah. I would say I'm motivated by like darker like I I just want to be better like yeah that's fine th- better than my previous self and than other people mm-hmm. um which is not the best metric but it yeah um like personally in terms of like fitness mm-hmm. like I think if I just looked in the mirror one day and it's funny because if like I eat unhealthy for a day, I look in the mirror. I'm like, wait, did I get fat today? <laughs> and it's like, no, probably not. You're probably just as in shape as you were the day before. When, yeah. and it's so funny how like you're, <laughs> like like if you eat a salad, yeah. and you look in the mirror, you're like, wow, I look really in shape today. And then the next day you eat pizza or something, and you look in the mirror, like, how did I get fat in like a single day? Um, but and that's just like I don't know. That's funny mental mental games. I don't know if you. I've experienced that, but I know I've talked to friends that that have that same thing. Like, if you know that you did right by yourself in a day, you're more proud of yourself, and the Mm -hmm. next day you can do less right by yourself and think of think less of yourself, even though you're exactly the same as you were the day before. But I guess being in shape is definitely a part of my identity because I value fitness a lot. And if I looked in the mirror one day and I wasn't in relatively good shape i would 
probably dislike myself to some degree or i would like need to fix that like i would be definitely be the person that if i found that i became overweight i feel like i would um just like starve myself or something to get back to that yeah. that because beca- I, I don't know i just have never experienced that the full american psycho uh sure i don't know what that is yeah christian bale basically didn't eat for like weeks and weeks and weeks yeah okay yeah he went from being like 200 something pounds for like very muscular but also very full from batman and then he went to uh do american psycho and he was like completely emaciated you know yeah and like the story that he that uh that they tell is like he would go out to eat with some like the producers and stuff and he would ask he would ask them to describe how the food tastes and so, so it's just like, like, like things like that, that is absolutely extreme. Now, obviously not, not to that degree, degree, but I get what you're saying. So like, but the, 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 the reason why I'm, 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 I ask these questions to push us down this direction is that like, we will, we will sacrifice whatever it takes to maintain our identity and who we think that we truly are. Right. And that's one of the reasons why, like, if you, if you repeat yourself over and over again, like, oh man, like I always procrastinate, you know, like I'm a procrastinator. That's just what I do. You know, like, you know, you, you, you someone like yells at you for, for getting something in late and you're like, oh man, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just a procrastinator. I guess you're, you're, you're making that a part of your identity. Right. And even though that's not something that consciously you're trying to align with, because you in, internally and subconsciously feel that that's a part of your identity, then you are going to move heaven and earth to make sure, like, you could have something that could take you a week or a day, and then you have, like, a month to do it, right? And then you'll end up being late on that. Obviously, you had ample amount of time. I've done that. You know, a lot of people have done that, especially going through middle school, high school, college, whatever. Um, but that's an example of, you know, on the negative side. So we, we, we both just talked about things on the positive side of that's a part of our identity. And, and so, so that's, that's something you're maintaining. Now, thankfully, thankfully that's something that you can change, right? You can be conscious of that, and you can figure out, okay, why why am I feeling this way? Why does this keep being an issue? You know, what am I gaining from this, whatever? Um, but that's just kind of something I wanted to bring up since we were talking about, since we were kind of, I don't know, identity kind of came up as far as motivation and kind of carrying through on, on clarity. Right. Um, motivation is is an interesting thing wow what a, what a deep comment um it is, it is interesting. but i'm particularly interested by my own motivation and and other people's because wow what another interesting state <laughs> i'm motivated by my, i'm interested in my motivation and other people's motivation but i i definitely find like a compulsive need to be better than other people mm-hmm. and that's definitely not not the greatest thing but it has led to me pushing myself um and there are definitely certain things i do because i'm motivated by my own like i'm motivated to be a vegetarian by my own values not because i i want like a moral superiority type deal which i know there are some like really annoying vegans and vegetarians who have play this like moral superiority card and it's just because i value like that that's what i value and that's what i want to want to work on um but I feel like David Goggins talks about being uncommon among average and then being uncommon amongst uncommon people. And I would say, like, if I had to define what I think my own identity is, it's being different or just doing things differently and doing just, like, if, so, if, if somebody's like, why would you do that? Nobody would do that. Then I'm like, that's what I should do, you know? Like, um, 
like I, I have this yeah it's like the seek discomfort tattoo but i also have uh eric the graphic designer i'm working with working on like a, a greenhouse sun with like a mountain and an ocean in it and i was like oh, i want to get it like tattooed on on my chest and then i was like i know what i should do is i want to get it branded on my chest Right, and anyone I've talked to to about this is like, dude, why? Like, don't don't get branded. That's <laughs> like nobody gets branded, and I'm like, exactly. Like that is exactly why. That's what I want because if I'm walking around on the beach, someone sees like, yeah, oh, everybody has that too. Like, what this guy has a branding. Like, and and it's not necessarily just for that purpose, but for the fact that I can look at myself and say that I'm doing things that nobody else is doing, or or running in in snowstorms. Like I, I am fueled by people. Like, like my family being like, dude, you're nuts. Like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Like that makes me happy. And like that makes yeah. me want to continue with those actions. It's, it's cool, cool that you talk, talk when you talk about that, because, um, I think the, the, the initial thought that someone could have is like, like okay, I want to be better than other people. people right. And it's like, okay, so that's more so in line. This is the immediate thought. Uh, that's more so in line with wanting to be significant, like just being better with people just to be able to look down on somebody or oh, you know, in that sort of negative connotation. But for you, it's not necessarily like that. You're talking about you more so want the, to, to be to just stand out and be different and have that kind of like variety in your life. Um, and so it's kind of like a different sort of motivation. I also don't think that it's, it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, um, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about kind of like embracing your inner villain almost where um like the darker side of you doesn't necessarily have to be like bad if that makes sense right because i mean life life is difficult and also like on sports teams for instance like like the mentality that some of these people have having that confidence and like walking into the ring and being like why do you even show up you know like you have the absolute certainty that you are better than that person and you're gonna be allowed to do them in business for instance you know if you're going up a competitor and you have absolute certainty that like hey dude i put in the work dude i've showed up i've i've outdone all these other people and i'm gonna outdo you you know like that can help give you the confidence to be able to like make the aggressive moves or do whatever you need to do or you know in and, and, that, and that, that equates to so many different walks of life that, that are going to be more competitive. So I don't necessarily think that that's going to be that's bad at all. But it's great that you say that about yourself because it's kind of these like it's, it's one of the, the benefits to us being able to do this like the podcast together is that we do we do we're, we're, we're very different and kind of our motivators motivators and kind of what we also how we go about progressing you know and also how we internalize information so having that kind of difference is is great anyways that was very meta and you know taking a step back and getting clarity on things and so how how has your life i know we also touched on this a little bit um like happiness are you happy what makes you happy why when have you been happy when have you been unhappy why have you been unhappy why have you been happy Happiness. How does? What is your relationship with happiness in your life? Um, committed. It's a committed relationship. Um, it's, uh, it's it's not an open relationship. Mine's more of a fling. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm also kidding. Um, I think happiness happiness is something where where you talk about and you I feel like you hear a lot of like cliche stuff, and then when you're unhappy, those cliche things are like, yeah, okay, that's total bullshit. And then when you're 
legitimately happy, you're like, yeah, that's totally right. You know, it's it's like um, it's like oh, you need to like find your center and be in the present, and you know, like all these things. And when you're when you're thinking, stressing about the future, or you're depressed about the past, you know, then you and you hear something like that, you're like, okay, yeah, that's totally crap. You know, like actually tell me how to be happy. You know, like you're looking for like a sequential type thing. Um, for me, a trap that I get myself into is that I, in the past, have felt a lot of um, like significance and by overanalyzing the future right? and coming up with this uh, elaborate plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Same. 100%. And so when I, I feel some sort of like I'm, I'm good at something, when I looked into the future, I have this plan. I had super complex, right? And, you know, I have all these steps. I figured out exactly what's going to happen, like all the different parts, you know, like 10 years from now, you know, I feel I have it completely mapped out. And then all of a sudden something falters and I'm like, yeah, but this could go wrong and that could go wrong. You're like, okay, I have to make sure that I don't let that happen. And meanwhile, I'm literally just like, this is all happening. I'm having this like this existential crisis in like five minutes, right? And um, so it's, it, they also talk about, I, 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 uh, I recently listened to a book called You Are a Badass. And this is an original quote by her, but the author talks about how, you know, if you're anxious, then you're stressing about the future. And if you're depressed, you're stressing about the past. Um, and I, I do agree with that to some degree where you can get, you can kind of paralyze your, you can mess yourself up. <laughs> you can mess yourself up by thinking about the future too much. And that's what I was doing with myself, right? And so I would, I would feel like, okay, I'm like super smart because I can conceptualize these like amazing, like future things. Right. And like, I'm like a total visionary and these are things I'm thinking consciously, but subconsciously I'm getting that kickback. Right. Um, like consciously I'm like, yeah, this is going to be like, like the good of humanity, you know? And like, it's just super like not self-focused, but my subconscious were getting in my way of that. So to answer your question of where, when I've been the most happy is when I, when I give that up and realize that the smart decision is not, and the smart, smart thing to do is not to stress myself out and push the limits of how far into the future I can think. It's to figure out a plan for how to go in that direction and then shut it down and act, you know, like that's, that's what actually moves me forward. And it's when I'm making that progress. And when I have that clarity and also, certainty in myself that okay i might not have everything figured out but even if i did spend the next you know three months getting this elaborate plan for 10 years there's so many variables and things that have to act you know exactly the right way in order for that to actually play out that you know in a few months that that whole plan is going to be completely moot i'm going to have to you know i'm going to have to shift anyways right so why not just have that you know five to twelve moves right? Cut yourself off there and say, all right, how do we achieve that? You know? And so, you know, and, and I, I absolutely advocate for thinking in the future and having a plan, but I do think that there's a certain amount of population that are, that's like me that kind of almost gets off on thinking so far into the future and then feeling great about that and then not doing anything, you know? Oh, same. I, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's, it's definitely something I shared that exact same or at least did a lot less recently, I think. Um, and that's something something for me that I've been like really focusing on in terms of how I make decisions and how I go about acting is like, I just want to enjoy life because I feel like I spent all of 2020, like not, like all of 2020 was looking to the future. It was, I'm working as a roofer now, I'm miserable, but 
I'm going to go to Madagascar. Mm-hmm. And if that would have happened, that would have been fantastic. But it didn't happen. Like, I was, I was, my entire, that entire six months I was working there just about was, was all like, hey, you know, I'm not happy now, but it's fine. Because I will be in six months, or I will be in mm-hmm. three months, or two months. And then it was like a month away, and it was like, oh, I can't go to Madagascar. I can't get a, there's no, there's no flights because it was, it wasn't the main island. It was a very small island. For whatever reason, you can't get flights there from the U.S. I think it was a COVID-related thing, but then that like whole thing that I've been working towards for at that point probably five months and mm-hmm. saving up for, I was like, I can't do this. What, what should I do? And then it was like, after that, I was trying to figure out what's next, and I was like, whatever, it'll be great because I'll be happy because I won't have to work anymore, and I'll just be able to focus on music all day. And then I didn't have to work, and I felt weird, and I was like, I'm not making money anymore. Like I'm just like, I'm, I don't don't really want to make music that much right mm-hmm. now. So like, what am I doing? And so I wasn't happy then, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna go to Thailand, and I'm gonna be, I'll be happy then. And for then, I wasn't even looking to be happy. I was kind of looking to like torture myself a little bit by just getting rid of everything, like all my connections, everything, mm-hmm. and just going and being like dreadfully lonely for a couple months mm-hmm. just to like make a lot of progress and then um and then you can't couldn't get into thailand and so then i was like i was like okay i have to stop placing my happiness in the future and focus mm-hmm. on being happy now and i've definitely been doing a lot better since then mm-hmm. um but that's something i've spent my like the happiest the times when i feel the happiest it's like a the anticipation, like the anticipation of eating something unhealthy is actually more enjoyable than actually consuming whatever that is that's unhealthy. I would 100% agree with Cause that. Because you have like a dopamine release that comes in anticipation mm-hmm. of, and then when you actually consume the thing, you're like, oh, I kind of feel like shit. Like, why did I do that? Um, but it's because cause that's how dopamine works because it's released in anticipation. And so like looking at I'm going to do all this stuff and I'm going to buy all these cars and i'm gonna achieve all this stuff like kind of like get off on that and like wow yeah i'm gonna do this it's gonna be amazing and i'm really happy about that and then and then after that wears off you're like wait how am i doing that why do i want to do that why do i want why do i want a coding zig like what is it gonna do for me like i want to like travel and 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 build companies and do cool things um i don't know why i need a a two million dollar sports car for that and also what what, i should probably focus on that like when i have two million dollars you know like if i if i get to a point where i'm like I should like blow two million bucks on something. And then like, you know, I should get a coding zig. Like that's when I get to worry about that. If if you know, I I mean I feel like that point's gonna come. Like I also believe in myself a lot. I think, and that if I, but but that can be dangerous. <laughs> that can be dangerous though, because if you spend your whole life thinking you're gonna be successful, and like I've always had a really strong belief in myself and my own ability to achieve a lot. Um, you can become complacent because you just imagine it's going to happen at some point. And I've always stayed at like enough of a level position. I've never hit like a rock bottom in any area, like health or happiness or anything really. I don't think I've ever been at like a rock bottom state where I've been like, oh my gosh, like my life is in shambles right now. I need to, and I'm 19. Like maybe if it happens, it'll happen later. I hope it doesn't happen, but, um, what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Happiness, and then kind of getting distracted in, in kind of like the future stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I like I like what you're saying here by kind of getting distracted with all these different things. Like, yeah, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. You know, like, wait, why would I want that? You know. 
But what, what makes sense to me in that, in that is, is you need kind of, and this is one of the importance of having a why, is that you need a guiding light. And this isn't for you specifically, but this is just in generally. Like you need a guiding light for like, okay, I know what I want. Right, I know, I know why I want to achieve this particular goal. Like, like you say, like, why do, why do you want to be famous? Why do you have one, or why do you want to you know, have multiple companies, or why do you want to do whatever you want to do? You know, and then you say, okay, well, doing that is going to have this impact. You know, like for me personally, I know that there's going to be different ways that I can achieve what I want to want to achieve. You know, like I want to absolutely, um, you know, have an impact on the public education system. And um, so, so there's, there's there's things that, that okay, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this, but is that going to end me up closer towards that? Like that is my guiding light right here. And there's a lot of different stuff around there that I can shift and move around, but I know that this is the impact I need to have, right? So everything in this area of my life has to equal that, right? So in the, in the in like formula of like, yeah, but I could also get a Lamborghini. Like, okay, so that's going to be like $247,000. Um, Two hundred forty-six thousand nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to go. <laughs> you know, so you get distracted by that and be like, okay, but also, you know, that could be like a down payment on a new school, like you know, like a private school. So like, is that that equates more for me as far as the success moving me forward? So that I use that as kind of a guiding light of my actions to keep me kind of narrowed in and focused. And so that, that's kind of like all of our, a lot of this is stemming from is maintaining the clarity, right? Because you get distracted by all these things and then you're like, oh yeah, well then, then you start to feel a lack of like, oh man, so I'm not gonna have a pony zig. You know, like meanwhile, you're, you're sitting here and you're, you're, you know, you're, don't even have half, you know, yeah, that you have how much. A Corolla. <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, so, that, like, you, then you feel that loss, and so you're just stuck in the future this whole time, and you just completely derail yourself, and you just, like, defeat yourself there and then, right? Because right. you don't have that self-mastery. We had talked, uh, I was saying, oh, I think there's, like, some musician who's, like, David Goggins. Yeah. Super, super. Do you remember his name? It wasn't a musician. Mr. Beast. Are you going to say Mr. B? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Beast, you know, the YouTuber? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I saw an interview. Uh, Casey Neistat interviewed him a couple of years ago, and he was talking about how he was able to make his channel successful. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because this dude literally, I mean, made a thousand videos before he had one that gained any traction. I mean, videos of him, like, like he made a video of him watching himself watch paint dry. Like, he literally painted a board and watched it dry. <laughs> or counted to 100,000 or did all these things. Like, I mean, he made literally I th- over 1,000 videos before any of them actually gained any traction um, and just focused all of his time and effort on that singular thing, just an absolute obsession with making videos. And, and it obviously paid off now. I mean, he's, like, the fastest-growing YouTube channel I think it's so fun. I looked up like who has the biggest YouTube channels right now and T series. You remember the little PewDiePie versus yeah. T series. T series has like 176 million subs. Wow. PewDiePie is like a hundred million. And then the two below them are both like Indian, yeah. Indian channels, which is what happened. Like India got on the internet or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, that's when like T series, like some music, I guess India just has a lot of people. Yes. So, anyways, but yeah, like the biggest YouTube channels are 
or Indian, other than PewDiePie. Anyways, but Mr. Beast, like, like his videos are silly, but like the dude is obsessed, like fully, fully obsessed. And I just don't know that I will ever be like that. I'm, I'm like that for an ex a short period of time. Like I'm super obsessed with guitar technique, and I spent, well, I was uh, like, like some for a period of time while I was working at GSM, I had to be in at work around five. 45 or something like that or whatever so i'd normally wake up around 4 30 to get showered and go to work but for an extended period of time i would wake up at like three o'clock so i could practice guitar for an hour or an hour and a half before work and then go and i was like i'm gonna do this forever and then after like a couple months i was like not a couple months i don't know how long i did it for but i was like ah, i don't really want to like do that anymore like i i just like i am like a like a freaking dog or something that just like looks at a squirrel and is like oh wow look at that squirrel and then it's like oh wait there's a another squirrel over there <laughs> or like oh it's a human i'm gonna go and go over and look at them like i just like like that's how i've been meandering through life is just like like going and and i honestly like struggle with that because i i want to change that but mm. also kind of makes me happy and like I realize that's the life I I want to have that freedom and that's like what I what I'm striving for and when I get little bits of that that usually is what makes me happy mm -hmm. um but I definitely had a period of time where I was just always happy and it's before I learned anything it's before like it's like when I was in my it first was, yeah. yeah my first relationship and I hadn't had that many failures and whatever and then your relationship fails and then your next one fails and then like the next one fails and then you're looking at relationships and you're like oh like they've all failed so far you know we're like talking about embracing failure yeah. but as much as you can embrace failure it can also reality definitely puts a damper on your ability to be completely ignorant mm -hmm. um and so it's a similar thing with with ideas and and because now I know my own patterns. So if I get super into something, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, there's a pretty high likelihood that within a month, I'm not going to care about this thing in any way, shape, or form. And sometimes that happens, and then sometimes it doesn't happen. And, mm -hmm. and I guess it's probably it's about, like, going through life, and you'll, you'll, like, pick up on those, like, three or five things that you consistently care about forever. So I think for me right now, it's, like, music – and the ocean, the environment, and stuff like that, and animals, that's stuff that I'm going to, like, really cherish for a long time. But happiness is tricky. Like, I, I really took pride. My identity when I was in high school, sort of like my later years in high school, was that I'm always happy and positive. And I still try to remain – like, I've definitely embraced, like, a, new, a different – a darker side of myself over the past – year or so COVID has really changed me it's changed my soul um but I know like when I was on the when I was on the boat like every I just tried always to be you know you're around the same people every day living on a hundred foot boat you know and your personality flaws become apparent very quickly so I just part of my identity was that I was just always happy and energized and like ready to go and even if I wasn't I made sure that I was, mm. and that, that like kind of got me through, um, and, and people, people took notice of that because like someone would say, uh, can, like Drake, could you go do this? I'd be like, I would love to, like, even if I don't want to at all, I just, I love to. And I kind of missed that because I was super happy. Well, 
for the most part then I was really happy. And I think a lot of that came from my, maybe my forcing myself because I was in a situation where if I wasn't positive, it was extraordinarily obvious. Mm. Um, and positivity was so necessary. Like when you're up in a rainstorm on watch from midnight to 4 a.m., sitting in a circle, like checking a map and looking around to make sure you don't run into any boats in the middle of the night. Like mm-hmm. if you're in a bad mood, it's so apparent. But now like where, I, where I'm at in my life now, I can sit in my room and be pissed off all day. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Like, so I don't know, maybe that's another thing, like surrounding yourself with, with people or, or just putting yourself in situations where you have to be more accountable for your own attitude Mm -hmm. and that can really help and especially like when i was on that boat i was going through like a lot of relationship stuff because you know imagine it's it's hard to be in a relationship when you're living on a boat and you don't have cell service most of the time and when they're not with you when they're not with you yes (laughs) um so i was going through like a lot of like relationship issues like the worst point in time i've ever had in like a relationship but i still was like i was always around these people and i just had to be happy and it wasn't like it wasn't like I was like shoving away my feelings and like forcing myself to pretend that I was happy when I wasn't I just was in a situation where I knew that like happiness and positivity was going to be really valuable and so it's something it's like a standard I held myself to whereas when you isolate yourself it's a lot easier to like give yourself slack um or let yourself off the hook on on something like that I'm just kind of like thinking out loud as I'm like reminiscing and, and thinking about when I have been the happiest. But actually, while I was on that trip, I had an idea for like like going on a project where I decided to like research. Um, I was going to research like what makes people the ha- like what are things that people think will make them happy, mm-hmm. um, like freedom, enlightenment, money, and love relationships stuff like that and like like dedicating a portion of my life to each of those things to like study them and figure out like Mm -hmm. okay like let me go to a buddhist you know i've been really interested i i said earlier i made some joke about like hating buddhists or something um i don't hate buddhists at all i'm super interested in buddhism and that's like the only like religious thing that's like deeply resonated with me for a long period of time like i've had a little stints where i'm like okay maybe christianity is a thing or maybe this or that but Buddhism for a while has been something that's like really interesting. And so I was like, okay, what if I went and like found a really happy like monk and I just was like, I'm just going to do exactly what you do and just live this life and see if like, if that's how you find happiness, like, can you find happiness through mindfulness and enlightenment? Or then I'm going to like really focus on just making money and like, can you find happiness if you're the right person? Because it also depends on what you're spending your money on. Like, like I've what Jay Shetty did, where he was like a monk for like ten years. Really? I, I don't, yeah. And then you've he, talked about him, but I still I've not encountered him. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down with you and be like, "This is Jay Shetty. Look at it." Yeah, because I think you've talked you've definitely I talked have, about I have him quite a bit several times. Yeah. Um, but then like like studying these things or, or about you know relationships because when a relationship is going well, it's really easy to just ignore all of the other problems in your life. And that's something that I had during the whole coronavirus thing is that for the first half of it i was in a pretty darn good relationship and even though all these other things were falling apart like the greenhouse was falling apart and and i didn't really have a a strong friend group and like the bands were were coming apart and like obviously everything i planned for with greenhouse was not able to happen because of the pandemic and whatever but i was still really happy while i was in that relationship because i had that to like focus my energy on Mm. uh, or someone else to keep you that was another thing, like having someone else to keep you accountable for your own happiness is like 
it's not fun to be a bummer when you're around people. And there are some people that really thrive off of just bringing everybody down, but that's not something that I try and do. Um, but the more, I don't know, I feel like I isolate myself a lot and then that allows me to be unhappier. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I don't think that the isolation is, well, first off, humans are social creatures, period. Right. So that's, so isolation is not necessarily a hundred percent in line with our nature. So being completely isolated might not usually net you being happier, but I do think that it's a very important tool to be able to utilize, to be able to get some of this clarity and think about things. Right. I think it's also more importantly, what happens when you are isolated and how your mind works, right? Because if you are one to, you know, focus on the future all the time, and like as soon as the isolation hits, you're like, oh man, like by myself, like like what am, what am I gonna do next? You know, like um, you know this, you know, I, I want to do this, but this is probably gonna happen. You know, like I, I want to get this, you know, promotion, but this other guy is working really hard. You know, and so or are you beating yourself up about your past? This is something I have definitely struggled with a lot in my life. It is like the isolation hits and maybe I'm listening to like sad music or something like that. And, and I'm just like, just kind of like sitting there and I'm just like, Oh man, like, I remember I did that. Oh my God. Like that was so freaking stupid, you know? Um, and like, I'm like, using that as a reason, to, like beat myself up, you know? So I think what happens in that isolation is very, very important because you can also get past those things and then have that be a deeply enjoyable experience being isolated like that. Cause you just have this time to be able to, you know, reflect and be grateful for different experiences. And this, if you remember, actually, my first workshop, or you, yeah, you went to my first one. Yeah. So I, I, I did, did a workshop and um, that was another really big learning experience for me. But that went pretty darn well. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah, it was good, though. I, 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 I'm really glad that I did that. Anyway, so the overall sort of plan for that was is broken into three different sections and the first one was overcoming your past and then growing to be grateful for it and i'm a really big advocate for this and it also kind of goes into embracing discomfort right because going into those things and ju jumping into the, the discomfort like like for instance one of the exercises I did with myself i don't think i've told it i, I only i told my little sister about this and maybe my mom but there was something that I kept beating myself up for, and it was after I was done being sick with Lyme disease, I came out and I, um, my um, uh, old friend of mine invited me to prom. And I had actually had in, in middle school this massive crush on this girl, right? You know, really beautiful, very driven, all that stuff, right? But nothing ever happened from it. I never, you know, I never talked to her about it, never, never confessed anything, right? And then so when we went to prom, I promise it's relevant, when we went to prom, um, doesn't even need to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm interested. So basically, I ended up, I ended up kind of hanging out, reminiscing with some other friends, and I felt thinking, I felt thinking back to that, that I didn't act like a proper prom date. You know, like I wasn't spending a lot of my time with my actual prom date. You right. Know? Um, and I, was, I was hanging out with, with other people because I was catching up with some, some you know, middle school friends. Yeah. You know, now several years later. Anyways, so now what? This was that was when I was. 17 and so now i'm 23 and so that's six years later this is actually recent this is several just a few months ago um that i that i did this but i messaged her after we you know we haven't seen contact at all and i i sent her a video and i basically said um listen 
I just wanted to apologize because I felt like I didn't act like a super great. I know this is you know coming totally out of left field, but I want to apologize. Um, I don't feel like I acted like a, a proper prom date during that time, and I've been really you know I've been thinking about it a lot, you know, kind of beating myself up about it. And I just want to apologize for that. Um, I had a really great time, and I've been worrying about if you had a great time or not. And so like I was kind of getting closure on that. And so she messaged me back, and she was just like, oh wow, this is super cool. Very you know, there's that was very sweet of you. And then I ended up going you know a step further and saying like I just wanted to 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 say this, but I ended up completely like confessing my feelings for uh, back in, in, in middle school. I was like, you know, I, I had a total crush on you and I just thought you were, you know, this super great person. And, um, you know, she motivated me to basically better myself in, in some sort of way because she gave me, you know, a really great template and also a lot of information for how, like what I really look for in, you know, in, um, in a partner, right? And also what I admire about in people. And I told her all of that. I just, I just, you know, put everything out there. And and she, the, the response that she had was like, oh my gosh, that could be the most genuine compliment that anyone has ever given me in my life, you know? And this is just like, I haven't talked to her in like six years or something right, like that, yeah. you know? And so the reason why that's important is because this is something that I took from, that I would beat myself up for a lot, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like this is someone that you really care about, you know? And, and you, you know, have this, you have this chance to have a great time with her and, and you messed it up, right? This is something you could, this is a real situation that I've had with myself that other people, you know, will beat themselves up for over and over again. And so I very much encourage other people to do a similar thing, to go back. And if you need to make an apology, you know, to someone apologize, I would venture to guess that if you're the type of person to go stress about the past, you're probably fabricating like the vast majority of, you know, your, your error and all that. Totally. It's probably a misunderstanding and then you're going to have a laugh about it. And now I look back at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for that. And I've had other situations um, where I've had these, you know, big things that I've really, I've really messed myself up over, you know, just looking back in the past and by accepting, learning from them and being able to carry those lessons into the future, that now becomes a good thing that happened in my life. You know, and those, you know, another example is I won't go into as much detail, but, you know, I, I had a relationship that, that did not, it, just, it wasn't healthy for either of us, you know, and for a long time, I had a little bit of resentment towards her, right? And so, but by working through and consciously thinking, well, what did I learn from that? And how does that now better me now? You know, I can now, you know, I feel like I can, you know, read people better. I feel like I can communicate people with people better. Um, and so, like, that has served me so much, and I'm very grateful that that has happened to me now. And so the reason why all these things are important is like in the in the in the, the workshop I said if you're if you think you had a shitty life in the past, right? Then and you're thinking about that, it's going to be difficult for you to have you know a a, a good life in the, in the present, right? Because you have you have nothing to be, you you perceivably have nothing to be grateful for in the past. But if you perceivably have had an amazing life full of things to be grateful for. Every single stop has been a gift, right? And you, you know, you've made it through these difficult times and you know, you're so proud of yourself for being able to make it through that. When you're able to make that shift, right? Then, you know, that I feel like is where you can really get over that. And then we've already talked about, you know, the, the dangers of being too far in the future. So I feel like when you, when you overcome your past, you become grateful for it by learning from it. You, you, you made that growth, you realize that, you're thankful for it consistently and then also in the future you realize hey i'm not going to have everything figured out but i am going to have a solid plan for myself i'm going to execute on that and i know i'm confident in my abilities that i'm going to be able to pivot when i need to right and then you bring it back to the the the, the present right and then you move forward on your next step your next five steps whatever you know and you 
And so, so that, that I feel like that, that when you have that acceptance of yourself, I feel like that's where you're really, really able to be super, super happy. Because I had that period where I was just like off the wall happy every single day. It was like a month and a half, right? Um, but I was not like, for like years for me. Like, no, I, 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 haven't, like, yeah. I, I haven't had that, but I, I like a month and a half where I was just like, it was almost like a euphoric experience every single day, you know? And I feel like that is really what it was because I had, because for you, you're talking about how it was kind of like an ignorance is bliss where you hadn't really experienced a lot of this other stuff. And that's kind of why you were saying that that might be the case. Yeah. I was just like, I'm in my first relationship and we're going to get married and it's going to be amazing. And I'm, I'm working at my first company and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to do all these things. And, um, Mm-hmm. You know, it was around the time I was graduating or something like that or that year or whatever. Um, and I was like, I'm just always happy. Like, that's just my thing is I'm always happy. And that just is not uh, not the case anymore. But Yeah, yeah but, 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 but in, in contrast, my uh, – so I, I kind of disagree with that it requires ignorance to be that happy, you know. Because, because for me, me like, like that, that was after when, when that happened, happened that was that was like eight eight or so months ago, maybe more now because I, I have a habit of saying keep saying I'll say eight months for the next like five months, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so it, it might be a year ago, like two now. months ago, and I'm like, wait, I've been saying two months since October. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that you know that we're talking about. I, I had that period of my life. I would consider myself to be, be pretty happy, you know, good amount of time now. Um, but. That period of time, that was after, what, like 12 or 13 years of sickness and depression, you know, a freaking suicide attempt, you know, two, you know, poor relationships, um, you know, super, very stressful times of, you know, I have to work through high school, um, you know, I, I moved away and then had to move back after, you know, a crazy hurricane and, you know, had another near-death experience down there. And, you know, so all these things had happened. But I reached a point where I was just so accepting and grateful of my past because I've learned so much and like I wouldn't trade it for a million dollars, you know, or more. Right. And so like I, I'm, you know, then fell in love with what I had and, you know, what I had in the, you know, have in the present. And then I had such a, you know, such clarity for the future as well that I feel like every single step I was just like, man, this is awesome. You know, it's just like a euphoric experience, you know? So I feel like, I do feel like no matter, yeah, pretty much you can get there even after experiencing a lot of hardship. Yeah. And something interesting to think about is that the only thing that ever exists is is now. Like, when the past existed, it was now. But what about the multiverse? And when the future comes around, it's now. And there's always, you, you, no matter where you get to in your life, you'll always be thinking about further and further forward right mm-hmm. like i remember if i was like if i looked back at when i like if i showed myself the day i started playing guitar what i can play now mm-hmm. i would have been like oh my gosh mm-hmm. like that's incredible and when i first started playing i would have been like like i see people who who would play in stuff in a guitar store that now i would look at and i'd be like oh that's not that's not really that good and i'd be like oh my gosh if i get there i'd be happy with my my skills on guitar and Guitar is always, it's never been like a point of stress for me. Like it's always something I've enjoyed and just like to improve. I don't, I don't like beat myself up because I'm not um, some like ridiculous like shred god or something like that. You know, it doesn't. You're pretty good though. Uh, sure. I try. <laughs> <laughs> just but as we write a song in like one day, and you're just like, hey, maybe here's the song I wrote. I'm like, Jesus, bro, that's really good. Anyways, continue. Um, But like that, if I would have, if I would have, you know, like 
sent myself a message the day I picked up a guitar and, and played Clover. Or actually, I'm renaming that song Presence. So it's kind of interesting. Um, if I would have showed myself that, I would have been like uh, probably so blown away. But now, like that I'm there, I'm like, what's next? Like, like I, I'm yeah. happy. Like I'm like same thing for fitness for me. Oh yeah. If, if I if I showed, showed myself, myself if if I because I'm so I'm a hundred I'm like 190 pounds right now. Because I lost a lot of weight from this freaking cleanse, which is fine. Um, but back in high school when I was like six foot two or six foot three. Back when you were short. Yeah, back when I was short. Exactly, I was very short. Um, or no, 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 back in middle school. So I was I was. Like, like, just, just about, about to be six foot, foot you know, like, like, like end of middle school. Um, I wasn't five foot when I started high school. <laughs> I'm serious. I was 4'11". Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, anyways, so back at that point, I was so, so frustrated with myself because I, I, was, um, I wasn't working out back then, but I was eating a lot. And I was really, really trying to gain weight, and I was, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, 120 pounds or, or something like that at, at like six foot. Yeah. Uh, so I was a really, really skinny guy, and you know, and I, I, w- I wouldn't say I was bullied for it, but you know, people make comments just kind of making jokes, and so I mean, yeah, it wasn't like super hurtful, but it, it you know, it was hurtful for me. And I was like, oh man, like I'm such a skinny, frail guy, and that it really affected my confidence. Skinny little freak. But now, so I was like 120 pounds then, and so now being 190 pounds, you know, and like I'm not shredded, you know, but I have definitely been consistent for the most part on, you know, building muscle over the years. And so I feel like I, if I sent a picture back to, of myself back to, you know, that, you know, 14, 15 year old, whatever, I'd be like, oh my God, really? What? I'd be like, no freaking way, dude, yeah. I did it, how'd I do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but now it's like, okay, so I'm like 190 pounds. Like, I'd really rather be like 110, 120, 130 pounds, you know, it's at like 6'6", six, six, you know, like, I feel like that's how, I, you know, how, how much I should weigh. It'd be like, you know, that'd be like muscle. In, in, um, in like bodybuilding or like just gaining muscle, they call it like chasing your pump, which essentially like after you like worked out, uh, super hard, you know, and you've, you've really stimulated a particular muscle group. Like those are, you know, full of blood and um, you're just like a lot, you're definitely, you know, much noticeably bigger in those areas than, um, than you were if you were working out, right? And so then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh man, I'm so freaking big, you know, and then that wears off and you're like, god damn it, you know, and like you could be making progress the whole time, but you're constantly chasing your pump, you know, right. and it just sounds like it's a similar thing for like learning guitar and it's the same thing for a lot of different stuff but that could be like oh man like i know like i made like three million dollars you know but like really that's not how i thought it would be like like what i really need is five million you know and you know or whatever it could be it could be anything so being you know enjoying enjoying the present for sure and and i think a way to enjoy the present is to be to have that like respect for yourself i think that's one of the things that comes with happiness is is just like on a very basic level just respecting yourself and i think mm-hmm. uh maybe that's another reason why i was so ignorantly happy is because what was good for me then isn't good for me now or what i was impressed with then i'm not impressed with anymore like i was like oh you know i do martial arts and i have i have like a six pack cuz i do martial arts you know and i was like totally happy with that but now it's like something like that is like ah but i like that's not really like the type of 
whatever that I want. That's not like the type of body I want or like the this the skills that I want to have. I, I'd rather be able to, you know, rock climb and run, and I'd rather have like bigger pecs, you know, because that's not something like I had a strong core, but I had no like upper body or anything like that. Yeah, um, no upper body. <laughs> yeah, it was gone. Like I hadn't, I hadn't grown. That's why I was four eleven, is because I ended like right here. This 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 part only sprouted <laughs> recently, um, but like all that's all that stuff. Like I was maybe maybe more ignorant back then as to like what what I expected for myself or what I was impressed with. And that's another thing is like if you compare yourself to all the people that you're surrounded by, if you're surrounded by people that aren't doing as much as you're doing, you can be very impressed with yourself. But the moment that you look at people that are achieving more than you or not even achieving more than you like happier than you or better than you in whatever way it kind of takes away that that slight level of happy ignorance of of thinking that like oh i'm so productive and then you look at elon musk and you're like oh never mind okay i, I do want to i do want to cut you off there because that you're that's kind of dipping into like kind of a, a, a more of a dangerous thing and it's kind of the difference between having a role model and having somebody that you are like actively comparing yourself to right i've definitely fallen under the uh you know poor habit of looking at elon musk and be like okay he works like 16 hours a day how can i work 16 hours a day like i need to work 16 hours a day you know it's like but that's not the point the point is you know progressing and right and bettering yourself and and kind of and something i think i've brought up in a different um a different podcast is this idea of kaizen where and i think it's actually last last uh, last podcast yeah the finding your why but, but, but essentially, it's this idea of one brick at a time. You know, like, how, how the hell am I going to do this? You're going to do it one step at a time because that's the only – even, like, even if you're going to do 100 things today, right, you're going to do the one one at a time, right? You're not going to do five bricks at one time. You know, you're going to do one brick at a time. And so – and, like, that's how you build. And I'm sure it's the same thing for, like, practicing guitar, for instance. Like, it's like you don't you – don't, you know, play five songs at one time, you know, you practice one song at a time, you practice maybe the fundamentals, you know, and then you move on to this, you know, like you're you know, going from picking to muted notes and, you know, harmonics or whatever the hell, you know, I'm trying to... I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, so you, you practice these things and then all of a sudden they kind of create that picture that you saw in the future, you know, and so you're... you're but then you're there and you're like, you're like, well, why can't I sweep pick yet? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why am I not playing um, um, through the fire and flames? Through the fire and flames. I was, I was literally going to say that. Yeah, of course you know what I'm going to say. That. Why am I not playing through the fire and flames yet? Um, but I, I think that's another thing is we we kind of we kind of look to the past and we beat ourselves up for like why or maybe or maybe we say why am I not here or yeah. you know, I, I you know I wish I didn't do that in the past, but we don't celebrate ourselves nearly as much as we should, right? You like so we're all could, snowflakes. We're all snowflakes. <laughs> We're all really special, but and, and we, we say that with with a little bit of irony or sarcasm, right? But at the same time, like you, Drake Gooding, have had your own unique upbringing, 
right? You have your own unique decisions that you've made, your own unique ways of thinking about that. And although we do have a lot of uh, sort of generalities that we can make across the board as far as on humanity, but you have something to contribute that no one else could possibly ever contribute in the past or in the future because you have your own decisions and way of, a way of going about life. Right. And so you, you know, in essence, are a special snowflake, you know? And so, although that's not to say like, oh, I'm different and use that as a way to mask, you're like, you can't understand me and my problems because I'm different. Like, that's one of those things of like, and I think we've talked about this before, of people have been through most of what there is to go through, you know? Like, I've, I've definitely got caught, gone caught in the, like, oh, I'm different, my problem is different, so you can't understand that, and all these things that you're telling me that are gonna work for me, don't work for me because I'm different, you know? It's like a cop-out. But I, I really, really believe that when we make an improvement in our life, we should look back and be like, oh my God, I'm kind of a badass, you know? And like, look back and, and, and like, and I've, I've had to very, very, very intentionally do this because I do not take, I have not taken compliments well in the past. And I also just caught myself there. I was about to say, I don't take compliments well. And I changed it and said, I used to not take compliments well, right? So that's another one of those things you can catch yourself with. Um, but like looking back, being grateful to pass me like, oh my God, like, yes, I, I went through that shitty relationship, but like, I learned so much. Not only am I thankful for myself for being able to push through that, it was a really difficult time, you know? But I'm also thankful for that person, right? Like they, they, they were, you know, it's such an important part of that, you know? And so now you change like, you know, being resentful to somebody to being thankful for them, being like, oh my God, like I can't believe like I just, like that person was put in my life and I have a freaking superpower because of it, you know? Like I can read people so much better. I can like communicate with them better, all these different things. X-ray vision. X-ray vision, dude, I can literally fly. <laughs> You get my point, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but, like, celebrating yourself and for your past and things like that can, can be a really great point um, because you can look to the future and you can get energy from that and say, like, okay, yeah, it's really shitty right now, but it's going to be better in the future. I know it is as long as I work through that, you know? You can also look to your past and be like, you know what? I'm a freaking badass because of all these different reasons. You're giving yourself reasons to be confident, right? And so I'm going to act better in the, in the present now, right, because of these reasons. You know, so that you can pull energy from the, the, the past and, 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 uh, and future as well. So you can use them as a benefit. Or you can look at negative outside and be anxious about the, the future and you can be depressed about the past. So right. it can be a positive thing. I, I definitely think I'm, I've, I've been able to stave off like the, a lot of like depression or anxiety. I mean, I've definitely had little moments of that type of thing. Mm. But I think in general, when looking to the future, um, I like to just solve problems as they come. Mm -hmm. Like if one day I wake up and I'm like, shit, I don't have any money, then I'm like, what, <laughs> what can I sell? You know, but right now I'm going to Mexico. So we'll worry about that in a couple of weeks, you know, or no, but uh, stuff like that. Like I'd rather, I'm not saying I, I'm, I wanna be stupid, but there are certain ways in which I'd like to just enjoy my time on the earth and figure out like, like I'm not gonna if I'm going to Mexico, I'm not gonna spend the whole my whole like week beforehand researching about all of like the scary things that can happen in Mexico. Like if I get abducted, great, that's God's will. Like <laughs> if I get abducted, great. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be able to stop that, you know, going into it. And like I'm not gonna be like, oh well, you know, if I would have taken the 8 a.m. flight instead of the 6 a.m. flight, I wouldn't have gotten abducted. Like sure, but I didn't know that was gonna happen. Um, and I there's a lot of people that look at things like. And they need to know everything, like mm. they need to know every detail and every every element of the plan. 
and that's fine but for me it's like i'm just gonna figure it out like if something bad happens I'll worry about it then, but I'm not going to waste my time right now you worrying. You're up in the middle of a gang war, you know, like, then, figure it out. Then I guess I got to be, you know, the best of the gang members and run the gang or something. I don't know how gangs work, but um, I haven't been in one yet. Um, make assumptions about the hierarchical structure of gangs. Yeah. But I feel like there's a big, there's a lot of people, definitely people I know that, that's their thing is like so worried about what's going to happen in the future and that's definitely a way to like really cannibalize your own ability to be happy in the now is to be worrying about the future like just you know don't don't worry about if you get abducted in mexico just go to mexico and if you get abducted worry about it then you know and also that specifically like what they're trying to do there and this is this is kind of a generalization but i think this is pretty accurate is that when you're looking, looking in the future and you're picking out reasons for like, okay, I could, that that could hurt me. That could like, okay, I want to go to Mexico. Okay, okay, so I can't drink the water. Like that, that could be. I could get sick from the water. You know, like what, what, what if, what if I get like order a coke and they put bad water in it? Okay, that's bad. I can't order coke either. You know, I'd be like, okay, but what if they like wash a salad with the bad water? Like, okay, I get sick from that. No salad. They're not gonna wash anything with that. You know, right. so you can paralyze yourself and then you end up not doing anything. Right. Right. So going to Mexico is something that you want to do. But then you figure out all these reasons, and so you're trying to avoid pain. You're trying to say, like, okay, i got to make sure that nothing bad happens. But what ends up happening, right, is that you end up not doing anything, and then you're causing the discomfort. And so you're like, okay, I'm really unhappy right now, so I want to go to Mexico. Okay, but here's, here's all the bad things that could happen in Mexico. And then there's this loop, right, where then you make yourself more miserable, right, but you're just you're, you're, you're subconscious is trying to avoid, avoid that pain, right? So then having clarity and then saying, okay, what I've been doing is I've been looking at all this and then I've been making make myself unhappy, right? What I now need to do is I need to say, okay, I'm not going to maybe just accept ignorance, right? But at the same time, I need to be willing to trust myself that I'm gonna be able to deal with things in the in the future and I'm gonna go and, and do what I really think is gonna make me happiest, you know? And so, you know, kind of having that, that self, that, that clarity about what what you're doing and being able to take a step back because I really, I really think, and this has been something I've, I've been like fanatic about in the past, what, since I was like 16, is self, self-analyzing and figuring out how I work, you know? And I, I was, um, what, oh my goodness, what, what video was it? Um, I forget who said this, um, but it was, it was so freaking profound. And he said, the only person that you're going to be with 100% of your life is you. And studying other people, great, do that. But study yourself as well. Study what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what what you know makes you upset, what type of people you like, what type of people make you feel great, what type of people distract you, you know, like self mastery is such an important thing. And some of the books, especially like in um, like Outwitting the Devil or uh, Thinking Grow Rich, you know, some of the things that they talk about is like especially in Outwitting the Devil, they say, you know, a lot of a lot of um, people don't really hit their stride, hit their, that success, you know, before the age of like 40 or 50, um, because, and, and one of the major reasons is they're figuring themselves out, you know? So, you know, the, the kind of natural progression is, you know, you'll, you'll go through high school and you can go maybe through a rebellious age where you go out and experience a whole lot of stuff, you know? And drugs. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Not for exactly. me. Um, but you know you're kind of like going through this progression. But if you can if you can be intentional about 
saying like, okay, this is what's going to grow me. Oh, okay, so these what 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 inhibits people, and this is a question that I ask myself. This is this is something that I, I do with myself. Is okay, so what what really messes people up, and the reason why people don't succeed, you know, typically um, before that age bracket is because they're not mastering themselves. Okay, that means that now at the age of 23, I have to really make sure that I am mastering myself so that I can get past that, that hiccup in life. Right. Right. And so then like, how can I make that, how can I make that apparent in my life today? You know, how can I, how can I add things in my life to be able to, you know, prevent that from happening, you know? And so bringing it, but, but, but saying, looking at the future being like, oh man, like no one succeeds, like not, not everyone succeeds, you know, past, you know, before the age of 40 or 50, dude, that sucks. You know, like that means I'm going to have to go through this whole period of my life where, you know, I'm not successful like that. Like, how, how do I even do that? You know, but you're getting caught up in all this, like, this, this minutiae and asking yourself, like, the wrong questions. You know, you, you need to figure out, like, what you can do today. Same thing with guitar. So you can think, look at that freaking, you know, Through the Fire and Flames. Be like, oh, my gosh, that's insane. How am I going to do that? You're so overwhelmed. You know, be like, okay. I need to learn the basics. I need to start with what I can reasonably do today. You know? That's one of the dangers as well of being very ambitious is you have these massive problems, but you have to distill them down into manageable steps you can realistically do each day. Realistic is kind of a curse word among like like ambitious people. You're like, yeah, screw you. You don't know what realistic is. But you do at the same time. You know, it's just like, like you want to like, okay, well, what if I can make a million dollars in the next week? You know, you're like, okay, make, 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 make a million dollars with your current resources and everything in the next five seconds. Um, Shit, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, there, there has to be a stopping point of like, what is realistic? What can you actually do in the next, you know, with your next action to be able to progress you? You know, like you really have to get to that point because if you're not making progress, then you're missing out on that 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 dopamine that's going to make you that going to make you feel that that happiness. You know, that's going to make you feel like you have that progression. You know, because I've also talked about, and this is like the last thing I say on this tangent. But I've also talked about in the past of like the progression towards that goal being just as valuable for you for you on a neurochemical level as actually reaching it and achieving it, right? And, and, and in fact, some would argue even more valuable, right? As far as what you like the emotion that you you feel as a kickback. Yeah, I mean, there's like we're we're like operating on a lot of different levels here. Um, but I think I think I've covered most of the things that I had on my list. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't know. Maybe this is all under the the overarching 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 category of mental clarity or, mm-hmm. or happiness yeah. or whatever. Um, and and I definitely do think it's just a process of the mo- the most important thing is just putting effort into it. Like mm-hmm. just not not just like giving up on on yourself or or what you want to do or your happiness or whatever and just continuing to try and figure stuff out because it's not always going to be clear and it's not always going to be simple and like you said not everything that works for like for me going away helps for you it might make you anxious or whatever and for someone else it's probably something entirely entirely different um and i think maybe the my hope with with what we're talking about is that someone listening could sort of see how we're looking at this type of thing mm-hmm. and be able to sort of look at their life under a similar microscope and mm-hmm. and figure things out. Um, and I think a lot of that also has to do with self awareness. Like I know that I probably have more like weird 
personality things than than a lot of people I know, but I'm happier with where I'm at than I would be if I was those people because of the fact that even though I have these things I have to work out, like I'm pretty self-aware about them. Mm-hmm. Like I have, a, I, I've been able to give myself an ability to just look at, look at myself and be like, mm, okay, I'm like 10% an asshole. And like, this is why. And these are the, the like, <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> hey, imagine a person and 10% of them as far as surfacing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not quite, not quite my situation, but, um, like rather than just like denying it, if someone says something about you like they're like oh you're an asshole you have an ego or whatever like rather than being super defensive about it like think about it and be like oh, do i have these problems or whatever and that can honestly lead to like not being happier like if, if you're like super um arrogant or something that 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 implies a level of unself awareness like it implies that you don't actually know what your what your level is whereas i feel like i've got may have got overconfidence and then but i'm able to like see that and be like ah reel that in buddy like mm-hmm. you're not that good like you're not that good of a guitar player you're not that in shape you're not that good of a runner you're not mm-hmm. whatever um and i don't know if so, i guess i feel like self-awareness is like the uh that's like eating your veggies, you know, in terms of in terms of becoming happy. Mm-hmm. Or if we're comparing it to like health and fitness or whatever, like you could eat ice cream and feel good in the moment, or you could eat veggies and like long term be better off. Mm-hmm. So maybe like the ignorance and bliss is bliss thing. That's that's a way to be not to be happy, but there's a way that you might end up finding yourself happy when because you don't know what you're doing and but that's not like a sustainable mm. way to be to be happy and i think maybe it's like self-awareness and just continuing to figure things out is is a way to like move forward but also just enjoying what you have while you while you have it because that's that like i with the whole planning thing like I'll, I'll be in the same way where like i can't enjoy my time with somebody because i'm like um like oh but i'm leaving in like a, a x amount of time where i'm going on this trip like how does this mean we have to do a long distance relationship does this mean blah 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 like rather than just saying you know what that's a problem for drake in three months then we'll figure it out but right now i'm happy and i just want to enjoy my life and that's like definitely what's helped me just in the past couple of months of just being like you know what i don't ultimately know what i'm doing long term but i know what i want to do now and i know what makes me happy and i know what makes me fulfilled and like the impact that i want to have so i'm just going to take action and do what makes me happy and and try and figure things out as i go along and there's going to be road bumps and whatever but i'm just going to continue trying and continue um reevaluating myself and whatever and i don't know that's kind of like my strategy or my my recent strategy to like mm-hmm. figure out how to get back on that sort of happiness thing because i was i was doing pretty well for a couple of years and then just this past year has just derailed a lot of things and like broke down my optimism on my ability to like be in a long-term relationship and broke down my optimism in terms of my ability to like run a company or mm. um stick with habits or plan for my future like all these things have all these like things i thought i was good at mm have been sort of revealed like ah oh, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was just through the whole like pandemic situation I mean that's not like why my relationships haven't succeeded but you know like mm-hmm. that that is why certain other things haven't succeeded and 
so it's like brought me brought my flaws and like my, the the issues in my life to a lot more to like my own the, the forefront of my thoughts mm-hmm. and so i think maybe that that's why this this year has been a lot more difficult but then i think being able to confront those things and figure them out and move forward for the long term that's like you know eating the veggies you know that's going to create a lot more health in the long term being able to just like readjust my way of looking at the world and like continuing to reevaluate mm-hmm. myself and reevaluate my surroundings and and but also you know staying present i think that's like there's a balance you have to mm-hmm. you have to want something out of life to want to achieve a lot but you also have to acknowledge that you could get hit by a bus tomorrow and are you going to be happy mm-hmm. with what like like if if i you know if my plane crashes going to mexico am i am i happy with what i've done over the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. like no i think i could have done better and that's a maybe a way to like that's fatalistic i think that that's the word um but i'm talking about like worrying about the future you know but i, I like just giving yourself a thought experiment like okay most likely my plane is not going to crash but say it did am i happy with what i've done like mm, i don't know what if it what if it crashes coming home from mexico am i going to be happy with the way that i act while i'm there and what i accomplish and but how how could you be happy with the past weeks so you're measuring it based off of that was the wrong that it would have been really be like what could i do today yeah. to make me happy if if my plane crashes tomorrow at 6 a.m you know mm-hmm. Um, obviously I can't change in the past, but once I'm in Mexico, yeah. then it's like, okay, say my plane crashes. What do I want to accomplish? Cause one thing that I do when I go on and, and someplace alone, I'm always like, I'm going to like see some random people on the beach playing volleyball and I'm going to go and talk to them and make friends. And I'm going to have like the most amazing time. And it never happens. I just sit there alone and be introverted and whatever. Um, so maybe that's something that like on this trip, like, Hey, I was supposed to go with my brother and my friend and they're not coming. So I'm just going to like try and and make maybe that's that's one of my goals is to like make friends while i'm there and like meet new people and that's something that i'll be able to be happy with myself because that's something that's been very difficult for me in the past it's like approach people that i don't know like i remember when i went to florida i was in miami for a night and then i went to visit my friends in marathon and i was i was sitting on the beach playing my guitar and i saw this group of people like around just around my age on the beach playing volleyball and i'm like i should go over there and ask if if i can like play volleyball with them like and I, i sat there for like an hour like just playing my guitar being like i should really go and socialize like i should go make make a new friend or whatever and like go and talk to these people and i just never did and i never so that's like i don't know what i'm talking about right now or why i'm talking about this but maybe that's something that that i can like a metric by which i can evaluate my like the progress i make on this trip is like am i able to like go and make a new friend or like just like whatever um i don't know like they're Life is finite, and so like if you think about all this stuff that you're you spend your days worrying about, that it, it just doesn't doesn't matter. Like so much of the shit that we all worry about, social media and the news and politics and whatever, it's just like it doesn't matter. If you die in a month from now, what like what do you want to do? Like what do you like? How you're not gonna build the next Microsoft in the next month, or I don't even know. I don't even like Microsoft. You're not gonna build the next Tesla in the next month from now. You know. But what could you do to be proud of yourself looking back if you, you know, and I don't, I don't think about myself dying all the time. I'm just saying like, that's a, that's a metric for, for figuring out if you're really like utilizing your time wisely and being happy and staying present. And cause again, once you reach that future point, that's your, that's your present. Yeah. You know, once you have $5 million or $3 million and you're like, Oh, where's the next? I like what you said about the whole three months thing of like, what could I do in the next three months that I would be proud of? Um, one of the tools that 
we use for um, in one of the programs that I'm in um, is you look forward a year. It's kind of like a start of the year type, like New Year's resolution thing. And you look forward a year and say, what would it look like if I was at the end of this next year and I look back and say, wow, that was the best year of my life? Like, what would it take? You know, and it's not just financial. You know, it's it's also about like what kind of people am I hanging out with? Um, how do I treat others? You know, am I in a relationship? Am I single? You know, like, am I, you know, what have I done to work on myself? Have I learned new skills? Or maybe I've jumped into different hobbies. Um, maybe I've given a certain amount or, you know, maybe I've made a lot of progress in my career or, you know, whatever that is. So you kind of start to develop these things and you're like, wow, that's, that's you know, that's really, really great. That's something that I can, I can work towards. So I like what you said on that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, is there? I'm like this is this has been like a, a really like random but like very. It does all pertain to what we were talking about. We, it, yeah. we did we did have some some rants on um, sort of the context of just everything, but I think it also gives a good example of what our thought processes are, and it's also pretty real. Also, what you're saying as far as like you are giving an example of what your current process or strategy is yeah. for getting back to a certain point or being able to improve. So it's not necessarily that you're there thinking you know, retrospectively, but you're now thinking introspectively and saying, okay, so this is what I've done in the past. This is what I'm going to do in the future now moving forward. Um, Another small thing is just like not – like caring less about what other people think of you and just like acting in accordance to what you value and and that's definitely a big thing with with getting back on social media because I used to have a, like I don't know like a thousand some followers and my posts would get a hundred or two hundred likes or whatever and and now it's like I have like 140 followers and I'm just like like the dynamic is so different but I'm trying to just be okay with that like I just posted a picture of like my dogs like I've, I've i got i have a wide angle lens thing on my phone and i like took a picture of my our puppy and i was like oh my gosh her nose looks so funny so then i just went around to my dogs and my cat and just like took funny wide angle like photos of of them with their like big noses and i just thought it was cute and i was just like i'm just gonna post this on instagram and like because i just don't care anymore and like i like i like my previous relationship with with instagram was that every post had to be better than the last one like okay in this post i'm you know diving off the front of a boat in a wetsuit you know in the galapagos Islands. so like what's the next post you know how do i top that and it was always like trying to like make everything look super professional and whatever and now i'm just like you know what why don't i just not care what people like just not like you know i love animals here's some pictures of my dogs i think they're cute like i saw someone someone that i follow made made a post of like i don't even know what it was but they were just like let's make instagram casual again and i was like that sounds nice <laughs> like just like like just not give a crap what people think and just like talk to your friends like because that's something your friends don't really care about is like you're talking about social media you know like you're like posed selfies and stuff like that they probably care more about like what you're up to or like you're oh my gosh you're a cute dog like I've gotten more engagement on my my picture of my dogs than I have on anything else I've posted, you know. Um, People love authenticity, man. And that's yeah, that's a big a big part of happiness is just being being authentic and surrounding yourself with people that appreciate you in your authentic self, rather than trying to shift your beliefs or shift whatever to fit in with other people. I don't know. Happiness, it's tricky. <laughs> Clarity, tricky, defining success. It's all tricky, but it's it's worth <laughs> okay. it's worth um it's worth trying to figure out, definitely. 
Absolutely. Um, as far as just kind of wrapping this up, on happiness specifically, I really think you can find whatever you're looking for. And what I mean by that is uh, there's uh, in, in like the, in the workshop that, that I they did, we did the kind of the um, thing where you look around for, for black, right? You're looking for it, you're looking for it, you're looking for it, you're focusing on it, and you're like, okay, so I find like this many things. So you close your eyes, you're like, okay, you find like five things that are black, you know, and then I say like, okay, what else did you find that was white, you know? And it could be like a white wall in front of you, and you're like, shoot, I don't, I can't think of one white thing, you know? It's a similar thing for when you're looking for things to be upset about or if you're looking for things to be depressed about or if you're looking for, you know, just the good or bad in things. And, like, looking back at your past, you can say, okay, what was good about that experience, you know? And you can glean information from that. But if you're saying, like, wow, okay, here's all the things I did really crappy about this in the past X amount of months, then you're going to find that and you're going to feel really crappy about it, you know? But, like, for instance, you, you talked about the whole entrepreneurship thing and you say, okay, so I've – you know, in, in your words, you said, you, you know, you failed at a certain amount of things. And so now you're how you kind of expect moving forward. You say, OK, well, I have this track record of not doing so hot on these things. And then, you know, according to your own standards, I, I, I think you're doing awesome. Um, and so now moving forward, you're kind of shaky on it. But but I heard uh, Kevin O'Leary say recently and uh, the, the question to him was, would you rather invest in a entrepreneur that that was his first go around or someone that has failed five times you know and he said absolutely every day of the week someone that's failed five times because he knows the sting of defeat that's what kevin o'leary says and i think there's a bunch of different reasons you learn things about yourself and it's the same thing with relationships you can look at a, at a relationship and this is also true for myself i can look back at my long-term relationships and say okay i've had this many long-term relationships that have failed right right and say, wow, that sucks. Okay, now going into a future relationship, like that's probably going to fail too, right? Just that's definitely how patterns. my attitude has shifted over or, the past year. Or you can look back and say, okay, what do I have to learn from that? You know, how was that? How was that? How could I have made that different in the past? How can I grow from that? You know, how was that a gift for me? You know, how can I? You know, how can I be proud of myself for how I acted in those situations? And then you start to be grateful for it. And you say, wow, okay, so because of those things. Because of those relationships, I now know that, you know, this one might not be the one for me, but I know that I'm going to be better in this next relationship. And I'll, I'll wrap it up with, with this, this particular story. And this is a, this is a true story. They're twins, um, twin, twin boys, um, born single, single dad, absolute alcoholic, abusive, um, and just, you know, uh, very early on in the marriage, they, they divorced. And they both, both the boys grow up, they, you know, they move out and the one ends up becoming a, you know, absolute drunk, you know, divorced, um, you know, not a great relationship with, her, with his, with his kids. And the other one um, becomes very successful and, you know, never touches alcohol ever, um, has a great loving family, very great relationship with, the, with, the, with his kids, super happy guy. They did an interview with both of those, those, those twins. And they both gave the same reason for, for why they were where they were at. And he said, with a father like I had, how could I do anything else, right? So in one, he looked back and said, okay, so that's, you know, they, one used it as a reason why or an excuse to basically follow in the same footsteps. Like, well, that, was my, that was my example, right? That was my example, and like, how could I do anything else? How could I not follow in that same footsteps? Like, that was what I was given. Like, what do you expect from me? Like, get off my case, you know? The other one said, you know what? I'm not going to be that, right? 
I that was such a crappy experience for me. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna have a better family. I'm gonna move forward. Same family, same dad, twins moved out of it. Couldn't be further from each other, right? Yeah. And so that's just a great example of you can use something that happened to you that's really shitty, right? Um, and you could say, "Wow, um, you know, I I, I met someone um, and they." They were unfortunately sexually attacked on on campus, you know, a while ago. And it's like those when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, that's crazy, you know. And you can use that and say, wow, I'm never gonna trust men again, right? She said, you know what, you know, I'm I'm better because of of that, you know. And I, and my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my god, you know, that's ridiculous, you know. It's like, how can you even bring yourself to say that? But it's so, it's so totally true. It's been the same thing for for similar thing for me in the past, you know, going through you know various various things. And you can choose to be better and, you know, love yourself more because of that. Or you can choose, hey, I guess I'm a shitty person because of all that, you know. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how, especially on happiness, that's what I, what I would say. So you choose, you're making decisions every day of what you're going to focus on. And if you're going to torture yourself looking at all the shit and say, this is why I'm, you know, a terrible person, I hate myself, you know, then that's what you're going to get. Fair enough. <laughs> Covered a lot of stuff. Um yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. I think we're going on one of our longest uh, episodes. Did you have something uh, no. in five minutes? Do I have something, do I have something in five minutes? What time is it? I do. I just leave. Anyways, guys, this is what we're going to do. This has been episode six. We covered happiness. We covered kind of getting out of a funk. We covered mental clarity, a little bit of defining success, and a little bit of a rehashing of our last episode. Um, we've been getting great comments. Both of our, ourselves, I know I've, I've gotten some, uh, some some more messages to me uh, personally. We'd love it if you could comment down below any feedback you have. Um, you know, is, is Drake, you know, more or less than 10% of an asshole? Yeah. Um, you know, could be more. It could be you know, more. Things, things like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, we want, we want to hear from you. But also maybe things that you think that we should cover. Um, we are always looking for, you know, every time we meet, we always think, okay, what do we want people to get out of? How can we contribute with our own life experience? You know, how can we represent ourselves in a way that's going to help people? And so by you guys giving input and feedback uh, back to us in the comments below, then we're able to kind of create a bit of a positive community for people, which I really think is something that people need right now. Um, but it also gives us great feedback so that we can provide better content for you guys, which is ultimately our goal. Um, so I really hope you guys are having a great day, everything. Um, and we'll see you in the next one. This is the time we're going to talk to you to try to find the stop button.